Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking it on you. Just checking it on you, seeing how your week's going, seeing how it's fucking going. Um, both my kids got sick, and my wife got sick, and I was just, you know, you know, doing all the fucking vitamins and all of that shit. Trying not to get sick. We all got tested. It wasn't fucking COVID. The usual shit, right? So, um, you know, I was laying down in the bed and my daughter came in and we were playing around or whatever and she was coughing all over me. So then yesterday I woke up and I was like, ah, shit. Right? So I canceled everything. The new me. The new me. I used to just, if I just would continue, I would, I would fucking go to the gym. I'd fucking, you know, do what you do at the gym. You know what I mean? Live a double life. Meet some guy in the shower. <laughs> you ever hear those stories? People working at gyms and they come in, there's a fucking married guy jerking some other guy off. Jesus, you think you got fucking problems? <laughs> you jerking off some guy in a gym? Because you're secretly fucking gay and you're actually going home to a wife and kids. I mean, that's them. That's a fucking situation. For the life of me, I will never understand. I will never understand why human beings won't let other human beings be who the fuck they are. As long as they're not hurting anybody. Just don't understand it. The fact that someone has to live a fucking life like that. Jesus, to the point that somebody then has to fucking walk in on that. And all they're trying to do is get their certificate to be a personal trainer. Next thing you know, they fucking walk in on some gay port. I mean, that's just, you know, that, he didn't sign up for that. Um, anyway, I used to just plow through my day. Plow through my fuck. Yeah, people, by the way, just let people do what the fuck they want to do. All right? As long as they're not hurting you, just fucking relax, okay? There's a lot of, you know, just morons out there. This is how I live my life, so you should live it that way too. I don't. I'm not like you. Jesus doesn't like you as much as he likes me. Then Jesus likes me best. The son of the guy that made everything, and just let it run a wild. It's never come back to check in to see how the fuck we're doing. The son of that guy likes me better than you. Jesus likes me better because I got a bass boat and I'm white. Um, all right. So I fucking stayed in bed. I tried to stay in bed, but I have a fucking, you know, I have a wife. So, you know, they don't let you do that shit. I, I, you know, you never realize how much of a fucking butler you are in your own house until you try until you're sick. You know? Dude, your wife doesn't give a fuck. If they're sick or whatever, you got to fucking do it. I'm, I'm fucking going. I go, look, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it coming on. I'm trying to fight it off. I canceled my show tonight. I feel like if I just lay down, I take this, I drink a bunch of water, I can fight this fucking thing off, which is what I did. Listen to me. Listen how fucking strong I sound today. Woo! So I'm laying there in bed. God for fucking bed. God for fucking bed. I lay down. You know? And fucking chill out. I'm fucking chilling out. My lovely wife, I love her to death, right? She calls me up. I'm like, hello, laying in bed. She goes, hi, I'm coming up. I'm coming down the street. 
I got you got your son in the car and some bags. Can you come outside and help? And I wanted to be like, well, didn't I tell you that I was sick in bed and I'm, tr- I'm trying not to get sick? Then you know what they do. Then they make, you know, I already told her that. She knew that th- that's what I was doing. But then if I say that in that moment, you know what reaction you get? You get, oh, okay, fine. I was just asking. And then, then they, they hit it back over to you. Now it's on your side of the net. The fact you're sick and you need to fucking rest is somehow you're doing something wrong. So I didn't say anything. I gave her a passive aggressive. I said yes, but I said it angrily. Can you come downstairs to help with the packages, son? I was like, yeah. It's not like I'm not up here fucking trying not to get sick or anything. Just out of curiosity, how did you get my son and the packages in the car to begin with? Are, are you low on battery life? I don't, the amount of fucking times I pull into the driveway with one of both the kids in fucking packages, I just, I just make two trips. Right? My wife isn't even sick. Do I get credit for that? Fuck no. Huh? Do I get any extra stamps down at the video store so I can rent fucking uh, Scent of a Woman? For fucking $1.99 a day back in the day at the old Blockbuster? No, I do not. I don't get any credit. I get nothing. You know what? My wife's a hot shit, so I'm going to give her shit about that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go down to some one of these fucking antique stores, and I'm going to buy one of those old-fashioned bells. Isn't that what those fucking broads used to do? They would ring a bell, and then the fucking guy would come up the stairs. Yes. Right? The old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yes, ma'am. Uh, what is it that you totally have the physical capability of doing yourself, but you'd rather have me do it because you don't want to leave the bedroom? What, what is it that you would like me to do? You know, I fucking crushed it this morning. I woke up, oh, do, ba, do, do, and I felt much better. All right. I came downstairs. I made everybody breakfast. Everybody. Bing, bang, boom. I did my daughter's hair before school, right? Combed it out, parted it down the middle. A couple, two ponytails. Crushed that, came back, did all the fucking dishes. Wiped down the counters, did all of that shit. All of that shit. Did I get an attaboy? Fuck no. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's a brilliant strategy because then if you bring it up, well, I did this, 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 and this. I know, and I appreciate that. Why are you yelling? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Bitch about it on your podcast and go right back to doing what the fuck you were doing anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm psyched. I'm back in the gym. And uh, I'm still eating like a pregnant woman, though. I got to knock that out. You know, last night I had a great time. Uh, my wife had a friend over and we were watching Survivor and shit. We had a good time doing that. But, I, you know, like the dinner was good, but then she bought some sweets and shit. And I just sat there like a fucking crackhead, just munching down these molasses, seized candies things. And I just was like, what am I doing? 
in the end, I, I, like, I haven't felt that sick since like Halloween when I was a kid. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? And I realized it's like, you know what I do? Because you're fucking stressed. Because you've been working a lot and you need some days off and you really don't have any coming up. So rather than rearrange your schedule so it's more healthier, what you do is you sit down and watch a reality show and shove half a box of candy down your throat. <laughs> this makes it better. Stupid. Then what you do, you wake up the next morning, the first thing you do is you rub your stomach and you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, what did I do? You know, if I don't eat until Friday, maybe I can undo what the fuck I just did. No, I'm going to go to the gym. going to go to the gym. Um, I watched a little bit of the, uh, oh, I, I got through the last season, uh, season four of The Untouchables, which then immediately went right back around uh, Heroes and Icons channel. Goes right back around to the pilot episode, episode one, two, three, and four. So it was episode 29 and 30 of the fourth season. Oh, dude, you should have seen this one they have in the fourth season, The Giant Killer. Like, Hollywood had such a prejudice about, like, you know what? They've done, like, a zillion things about, like, women and people of color and all of that. But, like, I don't think there's enough out there about just their their, their sort of two-minute minor uh, prejudices rather than their game misconduct ones. Um, <clears throat> they had a prejudice against really tall people, like, just in general, society did. They just thought they were big, dumb, stupid fucking people, right? So... This guy's playing, he's a great actor. He's playing this giant, you know, bodyguard for his boss. And his boss gets shot. He's trying to find out who did it. And he just fucking manhandles this woman. Like, it's very Frankenstein-like part, the way they wrote it. Well, in the end, his boss get, dies. And this guy, he's like in this warehouse hideout. And his boss dies. And the giant freaks out and starts like literally beating up the warehouse. And he's just screaming, who's going to tell me what to do? Oh, who's going to tell me what to do? Because <laughs> he's really tall, which means he's stupid. And they just had him like childlike and not understanding like his own strength. It was like fucking, uh, I, when I was watching it going like, because I, I know like back in the day, like if you worked out a lot, the very... Uh, beginning of bodybuilding like people thought that you were dumb there was all of that people thought if you were an athlete you were dumb there's still a lot of that too to this day you know especially with like feminists when they talk about guys in sports they just make them all out to be morons or they say rape culture they just you know there's nothing about you know all the great things about sports um they kind of avoid that. But, you know, that's what feminists do, right? <laughs> when they talk about men, it's like, have we ever done anything good? Um, is there anything, anything at all that you like? Anything. Any, this whole wide array of shit that we've done. You know, you like that fucking bridge you rode over this morning? Where the fucking people, the average six, peop six men died a, a day when they were building the fucking thing? Huh? All right, there, fucking hairy legs. Why don't you? Why don't you relax? Count your blessings every once in a while, and then you can start nitpicking. How about a fucking add a boy? 
Why can't feminists start their meetings like that? Okay, before we get started, you know, to all the men, so you'll actually hear what we have to say, we just want to say thanks for making most of the stuff. <laughs> before we start saying the things that women invented, we could, we could probably be mature enough to say, by the way, thanks for most of the stuff. Because I can tell you right now, if they made most of the stuff and we came back around going, oh, yeah, you know, the coat hanger, that was us. They'd be like, oh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> oh, wait, I think men do that. I think we do that. I don't know. You know, I really hate when I do that. I was just checking to see how much time I'd done, and I accidentally shut the fucking thing off. Now I got to... I have to splice two of them together, which basically means all I have to do is just to hit two extra keys on the keypad. So why would that upset me? Why would that upset me? You know what it is? is I wake up in the morning and there's a panic sometimes. You know that panic your wife can have in her voice? Like, do you have anything scheduled today? Like, that's how you wake up. Do you have to do your podcast? <laughs> I do. Why? What's the matter? Because, uh, you know, I was just trying to figure out the day. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, did, why did you come with that energy? You just gave me a little heart attack. I didn't come with any energy. What are you talking about? Oh, Jesus. All right, let's get off this fucking subject. Um, how about those Red Sox, everybody? Wap, bop, bop. Oh, wrong song. Bump, bump, bump. This week in baseball. Now, if you go back in my podcast, why would you? But if you did, you'd realize, all right, that Billy Redface called this when the Yankees were fucking couldn't lose. And the Red Sox couldn't win. And the Yankees were all of a sudden in second place. And the Red Sox were fading. What did your favorite bald ginger, what did he say back in fucking August? I said, we're going to be there because we're not, we're playing the dregs of the league for the rest of the year. We're playing the dregs of the league. And now look at us. We're back into second place. We're a half a game up on the Yankees. The one game fucking playoff that baseball needs. I'll tell you right now, when if if the whole if most of the league isn't on steroids, the only thing that keeps people watching is a nice good old-fashioned Red Sox Yankees playoff series. So this is going to be great for baseball. Um I'm hoping it's going to be a one game playoff because um you know, Chris Sale is only going five innings. This is supposed to be the rehab year, which is when I'm excited because we weren't supposed to be in this position. But, you know, we're playing the Yankees. I want to win because I know those, they're fucking stupid fans. They'll be like, no, we're fucking, we beat you. Like, they didn't even win like a world. They don't even realize how far they've fallen. Um, yeah, we finally fought that day. It's just like, yeah, we're injured this year. No, it doesn't matter. I fucking die. All that shit. <laughs> then they lose the next round. Yeah, but we beat you guys. And it's just like, I thought that you guys only accepted a World Series championship. 
What happened to that standard? I am in such a fucking cunty mood. I need to go to CVS and buy a big box of fucking Kotex. Why am I shitting on Yankee fans? Why am I anticipating the Red Sox losing? You know why? Because I don't feel 100%. I'm getting over this fucking cold, and I want to go to the gym, but I can't because then I'll get the fucking cold. I probably won't, but then I'm going to be the guy who comes to the gym with half a fucking cold. Well, I am wearing a mask. You know, there's this one one person at the gym I see, right? She gets on the treadmill or the elliptical and she has her mask. And then what she does is she has it on and then she folds it up over her mouth. Like nobody can tell that that's what she's doing. Because <laughs> she's looking at herself straight on in the mirror. It looks like it's on. And if you stand to the side, you can clearly see what the fuck she's doing. Um... Anyway, what are you going to do? Um, oh, as announced, I have a uh, a double vinyl album. For This is just for comedy nerds. This is where my act was one, two, three, four months before I did, I recorded Paper Tiger. It has, it's uh, a double album. One side of one album has... Uh, material that never made it to uh paper tiger so there is some original stuff and then there's all my other jokes that you've heard from paper tiger that are told in a different way i also believe there's a bit on there about women announcing football there's a number of bits on there that are not that didn't just didn't make the special so uh that's at amoeba records is where i'm selling that exclusively and uh, i'm doing a signing there tonight so I will be down there, which is another reason why I got to make sure I wear a fucking mask here. Got to make sure you got to make sure you mask it up, man. <clears throat> so let me do. Uh, let me read the fucking advertising. Uh, liquid death, everybody. Oh, now here's a product I can stand behind, man. Liquid death horror movie. It's almost spooky season, and you know what that means? Your favorite hardcore water brand made a horror movie. Yes, a liquid death horror movie. You can watch Dead Till Death now on Amazon. If that isn't the biggest fucking left turn I've ever seen on a product, you put bottled water in aluminum cans that can be recycled. Like, what's that's going to do for the environment and all the fishies and the mammals in the sea is tremendous. And all of a sudden, you're making movies. I hope you're going to keep making the water in the can. I got one right here. You hear it? I'm always drinking this shit. I love it. Liquid Death merch. But did you know you can now rock their hardcore merch while quenching your thirst and saving the environment? That's right. You don't want to be the last one on the bandwagon. Death to plastic and murder your thirst. Give me that ice cold aluminum can with the skull. I love these fucking things. And I'm telling you, the water tastes way better than in a plastic bottle that's been sitting in a fucking warehouse for three years. This water is giving me life. Why do they call it liquid death? Uh, why do they call it liquid death? And these aluminum tall boys are infinitely recyclable, so they're bringing death to plastic bottles. They literally just, they asked a question and they never answered it. Because uh, it murders your thirst and it's death to plastic pollution from water bottles, hopefully, if everybody starts drinking this. Death to plastic. Liquid death also donates 10% of profits to help kill plastic pollution forever. I mean, why, 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 why wouldn't you get 
behind something like that. Oh, it's still going. Try to think of something more hardcore than that. Spoiler, you can't. You can see these pans, cans popping up everywhere. Liquid Death is available at your Whole Foods or 7-Eleven. But you know that's not all. Uh, now you can rock Liquid Death merch. That crazy logo you know and love is now available on sweatshirts, hats, and even license plate holders. Is the license plate holder plastic? Are you buying back what you did? What's going on here? And don't you dare pay for shipping. Go to liquiddeath.com slash berg to get free shipping on all the water and merch. That's liquiddeath.com slash berg for free shipping on all water and merch. Grab some now at Whole Foods or 7-Eleven now and totally murder your thirst. By the way, I finally saw that South Park, the South Park, that uh, Sodu Sopa. It's Sodu Sopa. Now announcing the residencies at Soda Sopa, the thing on the on gentrification. Um, as always, I watched that um, with my lovely wife, and she laughed her ass off <laughs> from the beginning all the way to the end. Just fucking was dying laughing. Um. It was awesome, man. Those South Park guys are the fucking best. Um, maybe I'll do that. I'll watch another South Park with my wife. Makes her laugh. We get along. Instead of having stupid dust up over nothing. All right. Noom. N-O-O-M. When it comes to losing weight, there's a lot of pressure out there to label foods good or bad. But that just creates unnecessary dilemmas. Noom is here to change how we feel, how we see food with a psychology-based approach that looks at what you eat, but also how you eat. Instead of making you feel great or, or regret, oh, guilt. Instead of making you feel guilt or regret. Jesus Christ. Uh, Noom empowers you to keep going. Not everyone wants to be on a strict diet. I don't. Do two-a-days at the gym. I don't. Or drink questionable teas. Instead, of trying to cram your life into someone else's idea of health, try Noom. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to find a healthier balance that, yeah, why am I eating that chocolate, man? Healthier balance that's moldable to your life and as a result, more sustainable. You don't need rules to lose weight, just the knowledge and wisdom to help you build smarter, more sustainable habits. Noom's cognitive behavioral approach helps you unlearn bad habits and better understand your relationship with food. With Noom, Taking care of your health is empowering instead of stress-inducing. No need to fear ruining the whole program with one off day. Noom will get you back on track. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash MMP. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash MMP. You know, I just realized people can listen to this podcast all around the world, the world, the world, the world. Dickens places where, you know, Food isn't so readily available. Like, what does that advertising sound like? There's so much food over there, they need help not being fat. Yep, that's how it is. All right. By the way, I went down a uh, a music rabbit hole um, the other day because I was watching, um, fuck, I was on a plane. I was on a plane, man. Quest, hang on a second. Quest, love, documentary. And I watched the Quest Love documentary called Summer of Soul. And uh, I saw this guy come out and sing. 
<laughs> by himself. <laughs> One more. There's always three. Look at the light. Look at the light. Let's stare at it. Inhale. Nothing. <laughs> there it is. All right. So this guy comes out and he starts singing. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? I've never seen this guy. I never heard of this guy. This guy's really good. Turned out it was a man named David, uh, David Ruffin, who was the, uh, I want to say the original lead singer in The Temptations, the original five. And um, he evidently, uh, after a while, he wanted it to be called David Ruffin and The, and the Temptations. Because he saw, oh, hang on, my nose now, God damn it. Because, I'll just keep talking as I walk away from the microphone here, basically. Because I'm not going to hit pause and fuck it up again and have to fucking edit nine goddamn things together. Listen to me. Listen to how I sound. Would you, would you ask me to come downstairs and get some fucking packages out of a car? Um, anyway. What was I going to say? Yeah, so I guess Diana Ross was in the Supremes, and then it became Diana Ross and the Supremes. And then he was all like, well, hey, man, I want to be David Ruffin and, and the Temptations. And, you know, because men solve their problem with violence, I think the other four was like, well, there's four of us. How about we beat the fuck out of you instead? And it's still called the Temptations. And he was like, all right, all right. And then eventually he left. See, if those other two broads in the Supremes just slapped Diana around a little bit, they would have just been called the Supremes. That's my theory, anyway. Um, So, he ends up going solo, and I downloaded uh, one of his albums called Who I Am. It's a fucking great album. And then that caused me to see, well, what did these other guys do that were in The Temptations? Where did they go? And there was another guy there. What the fuck was his name? Eddie Lundegaard? Jerry Lundegaard? No, that's the wrong one. Where the fuck is it? Artists. Songs. Keep on trucking. Oh, yeah, Eddie Kendricks. And I downloaded this song, Eddie Kendricks, uh, Keep on Trucking, which ended up, if you listen to the whole song, is the sample for that, that lights, camera, action I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, whatever fucking song that is. Um, it's the breakdown towards the end. Um, I don't like that Eddie Kendricks as much. Like, he sings in, like, that falsetto, and it gets annoying really fast. It's like, it's nice if somebody else is singing, and then he comes in with the high-pitched thing as a different sort of color in there, but if when it's just him doing it the whole time, it's just like, Jesus Christ, your voice is higher than the women singing behind you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway i've been listening to a bunch of that stuff and there's some killer fucking drummers on there and on that david ruffin one there was um just this really weird beat that was being played by this drummer because it still had like a motown feel but it was also kind of like that you know that hi-hat opening and closing that got, was done to death during the whole disco era it was sort of moving towards that because the album came out in like 1976, right before the whole like disco explosion. And, you know, I never realized 
that night when they were the death to disco and all that, the amount of white people that came down there that brought albums down that were not disco. Those people bringing Stevie Wonder albums down there and stuff. Um, it's weird. It all started off with that guy making fun of the Bee Gees and all, all of a sudden became like a hate rally. <laughs> Human beings, man. We're the fucking worst. We really are the worst. If we could fucking come up with a way, we will invent ways. That's another thing, you know, on this, this social media shit. I just love the name calling. And I don't mean like, yeah, go fuck yourself, you dickhead or whatever. I don't mean like just, you know, generic stuff. Like, um, I like with COVID, it became like you're either on this side or the other side. So the people that are vaccinated, want to get vaccinators. I am the vaccinator. People who wants to get vax, want people to be vaccinated. They came up with like COVID idiots and spread necks and all of that shit. And it's just like, what are we fucking five years old? People are like, oh, I love that. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And then like, what is that going to do? What is that going to do? Is it going to make the person on the other side like listen to what you have to say? I actually saw this nurse. I was trying to listen to it because I woke up early because I, I fucking took NyQuil last night. First alcohol I've had in a while. Fucking took one of those to the head. Was just out. Was fucking... Man, that's why I'm in a fucked up mood. I ate like fucking three handfuls of fucking molasses-based chocolate. And then I took a shot of NyQuil and went to bed. No wonder I got into an argument with my wife this morning. Um, oh, sure, Bill. Blame the ingredients, not the fucking person. Um, maybe you're an asshole. Eh, probably. So anyway, I woke up at like five in the morning and I saw this Instagram post of this nurse talking about how fucking exhausted she is from this never-ending wave of people coming in who have, like, fucking COVID. The level of selfishness of these fucking cunts, it's, there's, there's literally something out there that will prevent you from either getting it or at least make it to the point you don't have to go to the hospital and all of this shit. And she has to go in there <laughs> to work with these fucking morons. I don't think that they should let people in anymore. Oh, you got that shit? Oh, yeah, no, we, we told you what to do. You didn't do it. Sorry, there's people with cancer, you know, heart disease, but then they tell you what to do not to get heart disease. I don't know. It's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. But uh, my favorite thing is the person that, like, is trashing Hollywood and celebrity. Like, somehow, like, you know, it's not doctors all around the world are telling you to get the vaccine. It's Hollywood's doing it, right? And then they talk about, you know, celebrities and their poor behavior. I know I've talked about this before, but I just cannot get past how they're going to look at, you know, celebrities being douches, but they're going to ignore the person that slams a gallon of milk or a two-liter bottle onto the ground because they're asked to wear a mask in a fucking convenience store. And then my favorite thing, they just walk out like, uh, who's supposed to clean that up? I guess we clean up after you after you have a fucking temper tantrum. <laughs> I mean, dude, I'm not trying to divide people here, but can we just look at that person? Because even if you're somebody who doesn't want to get vaccinated, you don't do shit like that, correct? Okay, cool. So now can we laugh at that person? Like, how much of a fucking baby are you? What up? I mean, I... Uh, 
I'm telling you right now, the vigilante fantasies I had about that. I had a, I just wanted to be, I wish I was strong enough. I'm just a fucking old man to just grab that person and clean up the milk with his clothes while he's still wearing them and just dragging the guy back and forth. <laughs> Take him out, ring him out in the dumpster and bring him back and just, dra- you know? Um, but whatever, it's all working out because I feel like I can go back to work and just stand at the back of the stage and uh, I'll just, you know, I guess, I mean, I can't say I'm going to 100% not give a shit when you watch a nurse going like, I'm fucking exhausted. I can't fucking do this shit anymore. Well, then maybe you should get another fucking job. Think I'm not tired? I've beaten COVID three times, thanks to you. Um, All right, that is the podcast, everybody. Uh, Before we get out of here, we actually have a little bonus here. Uh, Me and Paul Verzi with uh, BetMGM are picking NFL football games um and at this point we're both three and five we won three out of five game out of eight games that we've picked that's pretty pathetic we are both below 500 we are both on the hot seat um so when you listen this week you got to be thinking all right are they due to win or do you win by doing the opposite of what we do all right that's coming up next What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Anything Better Week 3 NFL Preview. Remember, guys, if you haven't signed up yet, we've got a special offer for our listeners, and you'll be able to make uh, uh, Week 3 free. That's it. That's right. Week free. 3 free. Sign up for the new BetMGM account. Use bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R, can't be easier, B-U-R-R, and you'll get $50 free bet just for signing up. That's right. You don't even need to make a deposit to get in on the action, guys. All right. Now we got to talk our picks, Paul. Yes, so... We got to talk about what happened last week. So me and Bill seem to be after week two. We are both three and five. Uh, Bill went one and three this week. I went one and two, which was basically what we, uh, oh, two and two. We went I went two, two and two. two, you went one and three. And that's basically the opposite of what we did week one. We're both sitting at three and five, which Paul, is, okay. I couldn't pick I, my ass at this point. I like where we are, Bill. We're fine. I don't, I, I, I like if our listeners bet the exact opposite. Paul, if we're a manager of a baseball team right now, we're winning, we're winning three out of every fucking eight games. We're on the hot seat, Paul. Look. <laughs> we're on the hot seat right now. Our, our wife's getting nervous that we're going to have to sell the house. Here's the thing what happens, why week two is so difficult. It's because yeah. nobody really knows who anybody is after week one, and then everybody puts all this fucking shit on week one, like, oh, that's who they are, like my dumbass. Oh, my God. The fucking Saints destroyed, you know, fucking uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They're going into uh, Carolina. They're going to kill them. They didn't even show up, Paul. No. So I, no. Want, I, want, I want you to tell me, Paul. You, you tell me after two weeks. You tell me who the fuck those Saints are. No, the Saints are a 9-7 and seven team, dude. 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, they're not. The Saints, dude, Jameis Winston, man, I hate to be a dick. Jameis Winston's a decent quarterback. The Saints aren't going to do shit, dude. You got, you know. I Paul Bursey of- says the Saints will not come marching in this year. No, they're going to be a decent team. They'll be fun to watch 500, maybe a little over 500. They're not going. Where are they going? Where are they going? You know, it's the Bucks. It's it's Arizona. 
Where are they going? <laughs> you know? <clears throat> um, yeah. Well, listen, dude. I was stupid with the Jets, the Patriots. I should have never even fucking touched that game. Who bets um, on the Jets, Paul? What what person? And you live in New York, so you 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 know who they are. I thought I've known who they are, which is hilarious. I was hoping for a, for a miracle here. You're a Giants fan because of the Jets. The Jets <laughs> are so bad. The NFL gives you another option if you live in New York. <laughs> Uh, you think MetLife charges the Jets more rent <laughs> on the lease? They probably give them a break, like a like a landlord with a heart during a fucking pandemic. <laughs> All right, man. I'm sorry about those first two weeks. All right, we'll give you week three off. That's hilarious. But week four, you got to start paying again. All right. Oh shit! I man. watched that game, dude. Like, uh, I got to tell you something though. That is one of the better Jet teams I've seen since uh, Rex Ryan was coaching them where they were they got a great running back. I thought their defense was solid. They looked good everywhere but at the QB position. And that yeah. guy had a career bad day. Um I don't think our defense was that fucking good, but he he's moved us up in the rankings, Paul. We're a top 10 defense right now. After 2 weeks the New England Patriots. I'll tell you what, man. Mac Jones I think you guys got another quarterback that's going to be good. I really do. I think Don't that running. Don't jinx him, Paul. No, no. Don't that running back. Put your that... Mark Sanchez fucking hex on him after two games. No, no. No, I didn't. I Listen, I haven't watched him enough to even say that. But I think Harris, too, that running back Harris. I listened to a long interview with that guy, 37. The guy that fucking took seven jets in the end zone with him. That guy's fucking awesome. You guys have a good team, man. You guys are. A yeah, good that was team. the mini. Uh, that was the mini Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, that was run. a fucking run, dude. That was a run. But here we are at, at at week three, and this is where I need to get 500. This is where I need – this is where Paulie's going to put it into fifth and fucking pass cars on the highway, okay? okay. This is – this is <laughs> – enough of this – enough of this staying with traffic, all right? Um, uh, I, I think I think I – Bill, you went first last week. I think I go first this week. Go ahead. Um, I got to make sure that I get the, well, you know what? I'll give you the first one. I'll give you the first one. As I look, All I'm right. only taking this game because I'm going to be there. And, and that's gonna, what I'm doing too. And you got to bet on a game. You got to have some juice on a fucking game. But what, what are we doing? We're just sitting listen, outside eating hot dogs, right? I, I'll tell you this, me and the Versey clan will be there. Both my kids, my wife, we're going to giants Falcons and, and it's Eli Manning retirement speech bobblehead it's gonna be eli day and we just happened to by by chance get those tickets giants are favored by three i truly believe the giants won twice last week and still fucking lost they got fucked i like how daniel jones looked <laughs> daniel jones actually looked pretty good with some time saquon had a decent run i'm taking my giants while i'm in the building with my family on eli manning day minus three Against the Falcons, we get our first win, and the Giants go one and two after next week. That's my first pick. And damn it, I like that one. Oh, I like that one. I like that one because you haven't won yet. Have the Falcons won yet? I don't think so. And they're, you know, they 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 tried but to the hang Falcons, with the Falcons, dude. The Falcons figure out ways to lose. <laughs> and until they stop doing that, you got to keep your money away from them. That's just my opinion. All right, Paul, I'm betting this game because I'm also going to it. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
with Tom Terrific, who's working on a, a release now that's as fast as Dan Marino in his prime. Crazy. Given one point in Los Angeles at the new environmental disaster stadium, whatever the fuck they call it down there. Who's that, the Chargers? No, no, the Rams. There was no reason to build that stadium, Paul. There was nothing wrong with the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. There was nothing wrong. A little coat of paint here or there, you know? I mean, you're either a sports fan or you're not. If they got to have, like, a fucking food cart sitting right next to your fat ass in the aisles, you know? (laughs) Did you see that giant dumbass TV screen that they have? I knew some idiots were going to build one bigger than what the Cowboys built. You never do that. You don't, all these, all you these don't fl- look for you don't look at Dallas for taste. No. <laughs> Dallas is bigger, it's better. You know, morons. These stadiums look like spaceships. I will say though, the one that the Raiders built in Las Vegas, it it, it just looks like a normal one, but it's like shiny and black. It looks kind of cool, but like some of these are just like No, oh, that one's cool. super fancy too, which is what the funniest thing is, is then you have the humor of it. Is those animal Raider fans next to a fucking sushi bar is hilarious. <laughs> a guy dressed as Darth Vader getting a fucking spicy tuna roll is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to lift up the mask. <laughs> He's got the teardrop tattoo because he's killed somebody. Uh, Um, But actually, if I had to live in Texas, so I think I would live Dallas. Dallas or Houston? If I lived in Texas, it would be Dallas 100%. Yeah. Um, Houston's not quite there. Although it would be great to go to Joel Osteen's shows every week and heckle him. Hey, I'll tell you where I wouldn't live in Texas. Austin, okay? (laughs) Fucking dump. Hey, that fucking, I would go there to hang out with Joe Rogan, but I would dude, not I, go down I, there. I literally saw comedians on their phone at Moon Tower going, yeah, I walked around. This is the most overrated shit. <laughs> I mean, Austin is I, I, I've been to a lot of cities. I'll tell you what top three worst ever as far as downtown, dude. I wouldn't go that far. I just think that there's a lot of transients in there bringing it down. I know a lot of great people that do live there. And uh, I love the Texas Longhorns. The downtown area is beautiful, uh, but it's just you know I you know I'm not hedging my bet on this one. It stinks. I, I, I'm I'm too uh, I, <laughs> I'm too old for Austin. I like Dallas. Dallas seems like you can be an adult there. You can put on a sport coat and drive your pickup truck in that town. Um, all right, man. This is my second pick, dude. Right. And I pick I number don't know. two. Here's the deal. You got to pick the city and shit. on. You got to pick the team and then shit on the city. I don't know, man. This is a tough one for me, dude. This is. This is a tough one. All right. The Jacksonville Jaguars are are are, haven't won a game. They're playing all right. They're at home. They haven't won a game and they get in seven. And Urban Meyer got asked in a press conference, were you outcoached? And boy, the look on his face and the way he felt. Um, Trevor Lawrence threw that nice pass. I think he might be getting comfortable. I'm going to take the – I can't believe this, dude, because I love a favorite. I can't fucking believe this, but – I'm going to take the Jags at home getting seven. Oh, my God. Jordan is starting to pass the ball. <laughs> I'm going to take, he's taking underdogs. I'm going to lose, man. No, I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars plus seven 
at home against the Cardinals. Just want to see how they respond or if they're going to just go 0-3. I got to see it. You know the way You know the way when you're playing poker and you know you're like, I got to see the cards. I got to yeah. see it. <laughs> so I'm going to take I my gotta second. Tell you, I love the Arizona Cardinals. And um, what's his face? Chandler Jones, who I always loved as a Patriots, had five sacks the first fucking week. Didn't he didn't get a sack last week? I imagine they were keying in on him, but um, they got Kyler Murray. I don't know, Paul. I don't know. I, I but I would love to see Arizona kill him. Oh wait, you know something though. But Urban Meyer, he might be the next Pete Carroll. You know where he was at some big flashy school that was skirting the fucking rules. Then he yeah. slithers into the NFL. <laughs> That's doing well. I shouldn't say slither. That's fucking, that's slanderous. Um, anyway. All right. My next pick. Uh, speaking of Pete Carroll, man, I fucking watch these guys every week. I love this. I don't know what happened. When I, a few years ago, when it was a, you mad bro and all of that shit and beast mode, I fucking hated the Seattle Seahawks. Now I love them. I love them. They're fun. Russell Wilson's my favorite fucking quarterback in the NFL. I love watching the guy play. They're in Minnesota. They're given two. None of that makes sense, but I'm taking them anyways. I'm going to Seattle. Two favorites, Paul. I, I can't even see the angles anymore, Paul. I'm at the <laughs> pool table. I'm scratching on every shot. I'm well, this is a, you, yeah, you have th taken me completely out of my game. This is a tricky week because going 0-3 – the percentage of making playoffs, like this is the week that teams are like, we can't go 0-3. That's why week three is tricky. But I like that pick. I like that pick. Gun to my head, that's a good pick. All right, here we go. Is somebody injured on Seattle? I really should have looked that up. Why is it only fucking – because I saw what's-his-face last week. He looked like he got up hobbling their running back. That Was it Delvin Cook? All right, dude. That is the, oh, you were so fucking in that you didn't hear what I just said. <laughs> no, I can't believe I'm doing this. That's my, what favorite she team, said. my favorite team. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. My favorite team to watch in the NFL this year is the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. They're in Detroit and they're laying nine. And I'm gonna take the Lions getting nine at home. You motherfucker, that's a great bit. I was going to take that one, you son of a bitch. Okay, so now where do I go? Where do I go from here, Paul? Well, you know what we got going on here is we got a couple of uh, we got a couple of interesting ones here. Yeah. Where you know I love a division rivalry, Paul. Oh, I know where he's going. I see and where I, he's looking. And I always think the games are going to be close. You know what? I thought I was going there, but then I realized it was in Pittsburgh. You know, fuck this. Fuck this. I'm going to take Joe Burrow and the Bengals going into Pittsburgh. I Whoa. think, they, yeah, I think I like they're going to, because it makes no sense, right? They lost last week, the Steelers. I lost money on them, those motherfuckers. Um, Big Ben's a little banged up, although I think he plays better when he's banged up. Fuck, I hate this week, Paul. I hate this week. Let me go. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Go ahead. Take your time. Ah, uh, the Raiders. Where's the Raider game? They're playing somebody. I know they're playing over there with all those fucking lunatics eating their sushi now. Where's the fucking Raider game? I got um, it on my list of picks here. They're not yeah, playing Monday night. No, they're playing the Dolphins. Minus four. And where are they? Vegas. 
Oh, fuck that. The Dolphins got smoked. Smoked by Buffalo last week. Why is it only four points? Why do they always have to scare me, Paul? I figure that would be seven points. The Vegas Raiders are 2-0. I feel like a sucker right now. They are 2-0. They look good, dude. Yeah, and Miami looked like lackluster against Buffalo. And Tua got hurt, but he's kind of going to play, but he got banged up bad. Got carted off. Jesus Christ. Yeah, look at you trying to steer me into this bet, you motherfucker. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm uh, just I know. I know how you work. I know how you fucking upstate New York people are. <laughs> um, I'm also looking at the Chargers getting six and a half in Kansas City. I don't know. I can't bet on the Chargers. I don't believe in them. You know what? Okay. All right. All right. Fuck this. I'm going Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Joe nice. Burrow. Ba, 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 ba. I love Joe Burrow, man. I love Joe Burrow. And he smokes sticks when he wins championships. Gotta love that guy. Giant right. fucking cigar. Do I take the Jets getting 10 and a half or do I take the Tennessee Titans laying five and a half at home against the Colts? You know what? I took I took one favorite and two dogs. Let's even it out with two favorites and two dogs. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans laying five and a half at home against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Derek Henry looks like a fucking the tank of old. Der- and Mike Grable's Der- a great coach. That's a great pick, dude. I love and- that. And they're home in Nashville. So there you go. Two favorites, two dogs. And there it is. All right, I got, I, got a, I got a favorite given one. What do I got? I got, I got Seattle. You got Seattle. You got the Bengals. And I got Tampa. And you got Tampa. Where is he going with number four? Where oh. is he going, people? You go, like a housewife at- trying to win on fucking The Price is Right. Look at that Monday night game, dude. I wanted no part of that, though, dude. Oh, you know what? Fuck this. I think... Ugh. I can't <laughs> see anything this year, Paul. It's too early, dude. We'll know. I feel play. like Jameis Winston is the exact kind of quarterback that Bill Belichick throughout his career has feasted upon. Okay? He's got a little bit of experience, but not with the Saints, even though he's been there, but he hasn't been under center. This is just, we have a great fucking defense. Uh, God damn it. Great defense. uh. I know it's two, it's week two. We got a great defense. Okay. We've had two good fucking games. Does that mean anything? Um, he can't lay off the pats, Andrew. He just he's like me with the or, Giants. Or do I go the Raiders? Do I go the Raiders? Do I keep forgetting who the fuck they're playing? The Raiders playing the fucking so so and so's. The I'll, Vegas. I'll oh, that's why, because it says Las Vegas. I go right by it. The Miami Dolphins. Four fucking why is it only four points, Paul? Why isn't it five and a half or six? I'm gonna tell you I'll tell you after because I don't want you to think I'm trying to push you a certain way no tell me give me some information i think the raiders are going to be six and oh seven and one i think they're the raiders are fucking fine. no no i thought you knew something about the game i fucking i'm going to take the raiders god damn it yeah. you know it's about time that animal fucking fan base you know paul just when you didn't think the raider fan base after being in los angeles and in oakland oakland could have more animals in that fucking end zone they then moved to las vegas I have I mean, a thing in my 
They are like commercial fishing, mouth-breathing morons into that I stadium. I think it's going to be loud. I think it's going to be hostile. I think it's going to be ignorant. <laughs> and, dude, they're scoring all kinds of points. I think John Gruden's got him going in the right direction. I think the wheels are falling off of Miami. I'm going Raiders. Oh, I love it. Uh, Andrew, you got all this, right? Nice, dude. I have a heart. I have I have a soft spot in my heart for the Raiders. That's the first team I ever played for, and I was a defensive back number twenty seven on the Raiders. Pop more that young football shit. It was the it was. My I shit. love the Raiders. I also you know their fans are fucking fun. I did a thing a long time ago where I did some man in the street stuff up there. They, they they're fucking hardcore. You have to be hardcore if you're a Raiders fan. The way they've been playing for the last I don't know. Other than that, John the first John. How weird is it that John Gruden is back twenty years? He's like Gabe Kaplan. Dude, right? you have to, going back you have to his to old watch. fucking high school with the sweat hogs, trying to make yeah. him winners again. You have to watch his YouTube mic'd up. There's 13 minutes of him mic'd up throughout his whole career. There's nobody funnier. There's nobody funnier with refs. There's nobody funnier with players in practice. He'll walk up and start talking about the, the shit that has nothing to do with the games and then other game. It's it, then about the game the best. Um, Andrew, I got a future bet for you. I got a future bet for you, dude. I'll give it to you after week two. I think Matt Stafford, the, the new quarterback of the Rams, finally has a fucking team, and that kid is throwing darts all over the fucking field. I'll take a fucking future bet. He'll be MVP of the, of the, of the league. I'll take that bet. You're saying no, or you like the bet? No, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take that action, Paul. Let's do Send it. it my way. Let's do it. <laughs> now you got the ball. Send it my way. I'll take that fucking action all day long. It's plus eleven hundred, so that's uh, that's five dollars to make sixty. If you were to make that bet, five will get you sixty. Who's the top five uh, MVP? One AP MVP NFL award. Who's the top five for it? Can you be an MVP if you're not a quarterback? It usually is a quarterback, right? No, uh, that, uh, no. Some running backs can get it. Who, Larry Zonka? Who's the last guy who won a fucking MVP? I think LaDainian Tomlinson won it. I think there's Ladanian been a couple. LaDainian Tomlinson. Jesus Christ, that guy's in like a fucking old folks home at this point. He's no. younger than me. I'm kidding. <laughs> that guy was, yeah, he's probably like 43. <laughs> <laughs> but his body. As, as, um, far, as far as what types of bets people are making, the highest ticket for NFL MVP, uh, Kyler Murray is 15% of all wages for NFL wow. MVP this season. Second. Josh Allen, third, Matt Stafford. Oh, I like the Kyler Murray, Josh Allen debate, which I believe Stephen A. Smith was having with somebody. And it was so funny. Neither one would say, I like a white quarterback, and the other guy wouldn't say, I like a black quarterback. But they were saying everything but that. It was hilarious. I like Kyler Murray, but let's be honest. Josh Allen, you would take to be your franchise quarterback any fucking day of the week. As far as as line movement goes. Yeah, but I would say... Good. This is my thing, though. With Kyler Murray, as long as he doesn't get fucking hurt, I mean, that guy is unbelievable. He is, but he runs around. He's like a gnat, dude. And if he, he catches doesn't him, get hurt. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But, but you're not betting overall career. You're right. betting early on. We're betting this because year. my experience watching guys that run around, eventually you get caught and you do, and then they fuck you up. And if you haven't developed as a pocket passer and they take away some of your speed, it can get ugly. And it, right. it, you can start looking like me back there, Paul, really quickly. <laughs> Who ran an eight-second 40 in the prime of his life. Um, um, it couldn't have been eight seconds. I think it was a seven-something. 
Dude, it would definitely would have been eight, dude. You would have been have to hold in your book bag if it was eight. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, this is. I been- was. Paul, you don't understand how white I am. I have those giant white guy calves. Like my calves are as big as my thighs. <laughs> I got a lot of drag when I'm coming down the way. I think I was running in shell toes too. I'm a redhead. I was out in the sun. I mean, I just had everything working against me. Oh, dude. Irish kids in high school loved shell toes. All my Irish friends in high school, they all rocked the shell toes. Shell toes, the clatter rings. Yeah, you guys are listening to fucking House of Pain and shit. (laughs) Oh, that was after. That was, yeah, House of Pain. That was big. That was was Uh, big in the 90s. But I was already too old to be at that party, Paul. Well, there you guys go. I don't know who you're rooting for. If you're Team Burr, you're Team Bursey. We're both three and five. Those are our picks for week three. Paul, you they should be Team Them. And at this point, I mean, they Paul, we got to be honest here. You know, we got to do our exit interviews here. You know, we didn't get it done last week. No, we didn't. You know, and just, just going two and two is not something that I want to hang my hat on. You know, there's been a big tradition out here of me beating Paul Bursey year after year. Oh, two years. Relax. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, man. Two years. Two Baker, years. Baker Mayfield fucked me, dude. They should have won that game. They needed one more field goal. I would have won. Oh, that you fucked game. yourself the second you walked up to the table to make your bet. Who are you kidding? <laughs> you gonna blame it on that guy? Uh, Baker Mayfield won last week. I know, but they should Baker I Mayfield had- has put the Cleveland Browns in the driver's seat. I had he him brought at them to the playoffs. How did he fuck you, Paul? Would he go into your house and knock a picture off the wall? No, he should have. He but kicked he... another field goal to cover. He didn't cover. He won by 10. I needed him to win by 12 and a half. He's not a field goal 13. kicker. The man I know. throws and runs for touchdowns. That's what he does. You know what? I deserve two and two with the Jets pick. I deserve two and two. I mean, that's pretty generous. Yeah. That's I pretty do. generous to think that you only deserve two and two if you're going to go right. If you're going to go around a, picking the Jets. And it's a rookie quarterback on the Jets. And it's a division rival against the Patriots. And, the, I mean, it, it's just, it's just, and you oh, guys What I'm lost. seeing right now is I'm seeing the growth of you as a gambler. <laughs> you know, at first I thought this guy's all over the map. He's, he, he's, he's, he's rudderless. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just all, and I was like, wait a minute. Rudderless. Paul is I taking chances. Because he's trying to the same way you've grown as a comedian, Bill. I lost you're trying the Jimmy to the, grow, Bill. I lost the Jimmy the Greek title twice in a row. I got to change this franchise. All right, I you fucking. Well, I don't a- want to talk shit, but you have lost every season that we've done this, and I've won every season. Yeah, we've done it twice, but you've lost. I know, but you're making the listeners think we've done this for eleven years. We've done it twice, Paul. We've done this over the course of 32 weeks, and you <laughs> and you could not pull the car uh, out of the side of Paul. What I'm doing right now is getting people rooting for you. <laughs> Paulie's the underdog this year, and he's taking underdogs. I love it, Paul. I love uh, seeing the growth of you as a degenerate gambler. Hey, you know what, Andrew? You should ask if BetMGM could come up with odds on who's going to win me or Bill since he's the two-time champion. Vegas says Bill's got this. Vegas says Bill's got this. Probably, I would say, 15% more chance than me, according to Vegas. (laughs) That'd be great if we made a bet like that. Did you freeze, Bill? 
Guys, thanks so much. This has been the uh, week three NFL preview of the Anything Better podcast. And remember, guys, if you haven't signed up yet, we've got special offer just for our listeners. OK, you'll be able to make uh, week three bets for free. Sign up for a new bet MGM account and use a bonus code Burr. That's B-U-R-R. You'll get a $50 free bet for uh, just for signing up. That's right. You don't even need to make a deposit to get in on the action. If you haven't signed up for bet MGM yet, use bonus code Burr and you'll get a $50 free bet to use for this week's games. Hey guys, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager Arizona, Colorado, D.C., Iowa, Indianapolis, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly, guys. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona, 1-800-522-4700. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, and Virginia, 1-800-270-7117. For a confidential help, Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. Call or text the Tennessee red line, 800-889-9789, Tennessee, or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, guys. There you go. Bet responsibly. All right, everybody. That's the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And um, please enjoy the little interlude music. And after after that, there'll be a bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast where... We play an episode that was, uh, I don't know, from a year or two ago and uh, hopefully gives you some extra laughs. All right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend, you cunts. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday. Fucking Monday. Uh, September 23rd, 2013. What's going on? What's going on, dude? What's up? See the fucking Pats? You know, you didn't think they were that good. You're fucking 3-0 and now. Now what? Yeah, I didn't think so. Didn't think so. Um, more on that later. I am uh, back in the continental United States. I just did uh, two wonderful shows up in uh, Toronto, Ontario. It's the first time I've been up to uh, Canada in a while. Had a great time. And uh, right before that, I was in Pittsburgh. Had a lovely time there. Thanks to all the guys at uh, DVE, Randy Bauman, uh, Bill Crawford, opening it up, killing, killing, killing at the, the Heinz Hall. And then before that, I was down there at, uh, in West Virginia. Another beautiful state that everybody shits all over. I'm telling you, I'm going to retire in one of those fucking states. That is my game plan. Game plan is I'm going to somehow get these fucking banker cunts off of me. Going to pay off this goddamn house. And then, you know, when I'm too fucking old, you know, my hair's all white or yellow. Whatever happens to fucking red hair. And on top, I got those freckled old age spots on my bald head. I'm just going to be, ah, fuck all of you. (laughs) And I'm going to sell this place. And I will move to, like, I don't know, West Virginia. Uh, I moved to Iowa, but, like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, that was good, Bill. That was great. I I really understand the topography now of Iowa with that vivid description. Thank you. I'm over here in Wales, England, and now I understand exactly what Iowa looks like. I'm sorry. I, maybe more the, the uh, Dakotas, something along those lines. Um, 
I'm just going to move to the middle of fucking nowhere. And by then, maybe I'll have a pilot's license. And I can go out like John Denver. And I just think that that would be a, uh, be, that'd be a lovely life. It would be a lovely life. Um, no, I've actually, you know, just been driving around, seeing all the uh, different parts of the country here, man. I, I, I'm getting back into driving to stuff. In fact, by the way, last week I got a brutal email from somebody telling me what a piece of shit I am and all this type of stuff because I had to cancel my gig in El Paso. And it's like I didn't cancel the fucking thing. It rained. And that's not my fault that you guys don't have a sewer system or whatever the fuck it is out there in El Paso. And I told you that I would rescale. I fucking flew out there. I was sitting there. I had my show shirt all ironed. I was ready to go. But as promised, I said we will reschedule the El Paso date as soon as possible. And I am a man of my fucking word. The El Paso date, the new date is uh, October 2nd, all right? And instead of, dude, I call it Verzi, uh, I'm actually bringing Rose Bowl legend, tailgate legend, Mr. Joe Bartnick, everybody, okay? A man who honed his skills in the San Francisco, San Francisco scene, man, and uh, that's, that's a Wednesday. That's a great run. Wednesday is... Uh, is El Paso. Thursday the 3rd is uh, San Jose. Friday the 4th is Seattle. And then the 5th of October is uh, I'm back down in Phoenix. And uh, so anyways, so if you if you bought tickets already for El Paso, those things are totally honored. If you can't make October 2nd, your, your money will be refunded. Any more than that, I, I, there's nothing else I can. I can't control the fucking weather. So, um, anyways, I've been getting, uh, I've been getting slammed lately. There were some people in Seattle did not take kindly to my fucking, <laughs> my song that I sang next week. I got called like a faggot, like 58 times on Twitter this week. <laughs> um, yeah, people did not appreciate that song, although they did not refute it. No one ever said they didn't go out of their way to architecturally in a way architecturally design how else would you do it bill huh how else would you do it i'm trying to think of another big word but i don't have one i don't i was gonna say geometrically but you probably need geometry you need geometry for that shit that's not a good one uh peanut butter and jelly ectorate way i don't fucking know anyways you know what i love about and a couple i guess a couple people just wrote some of the blurb that i wrote to piss off all these seahawk fans um and uh, they left out the whole part where uh, I said all the complimentary stuff and how they got a great team and how when I watch the Patriots play and then I see, you know, Seattle or Frisco or the Colts or whatever, watch those games, how it just looks like football on a whole other level and how Seattle has a great chance at winning the Super Bowl and how I don't blame fucking Pete Carroll for what the fuck he did at USC because everybody does it yet. All of that shit gets left out. Only thing that they had in there was me, was me going, we are the loudest, my friends. Someday, people of Seattle, fans of the Seattle Seahawks, as mad as you are that you have to use those homophobic slurs in your advanced city, man. Um, you'll, you'll, you're, you'll understand it one of these days. 
One of these days when you actually have something shiny in your cupboard. Until now, you're just screaming. That's all you're doing. And then, you know, that's another reason why you guys are so loud. Because of how empty your trophy case is, it causes an echo. (laughs) You guys came into the league in 1977, along with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And even those sad cunts figured out a fucking way to win one by now. All right? So even if you finally win one this year, I got two words for you. It's about fucking time. All right? And if you can't do the math on that, I can't help you. I'm just fucking around. All right, you shitbirds, relax. I'll be up there on the 4th. Do whatever the fuck you want. Boo me, I don't give a shit. They give me the check already. All right? That's actually not true, but I'm going to act like it is. So anyways, plowing ahead here. Um, yes, I was up in Toronto. One of the great things about going up to, uh, to uh, Canada, aside from the fact that hockey is the first story, you know, when it comes to sports. That's the big thing that's going on. I, I watched like Hockey Night in Canada. I came home and I watched the replay. They're showing preseason hockey up there like it's fucking March. Okay, and they're trying to figure out who's going to make the playoffs. Playoffs? And uh, somebody actually uh, – I watched a little bit of the Toronto-Buffalo game. Some of the uh, replay – no, no, I watched Edmonton-Vancouver. That's what I was watching. Somebody just sent me a link to this great brawl. Um I'll, I'll give you guys the video of it. And and all you guys who don't like hockey, just spare me, you stupid. Great sport. Why do they let them fight? This is a sport. Just I got to be honest with you guys. That's music to my ears. I like that people don't understand hockey, that you can't see the puck for whatever fucking reason. I love it. I love it. Keep Keep piling on and watching football and go down to your sports bar with your man tits and your fucking football jersey. I'm all about it. By all means. I'll sit over in the quiet part of the bar watching a hockey game without you and your fucking uh, Cheetos breath invading my shoulder area near my nose. You know, your shoulder's near your nose, right? I was thinking, looking over my shoulder. Ah, whatever. I don't need to explain my body parts to you people. All right? Um, so anyways, whatever. Two guys on the fu- – uh, one guy on Toronto, one guy on Buffalo. They get into a fight, and the guy in Buffalo, his helmet comes off. And uh, he fucking ended up whacking his head on the ice. And I guess Buffalo took an exception to that. So this fucking big goof, Scott, this big goof that could beat the living shit out of me. But I'm safe here in the podcast, so I'll call him a goof, knowing nothing about him. I'm sure he's a wonderful, well-spoken human being. But he looked like a big goof because he's standing next to Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel comes up to like, I don't know, maybe his hockey pants, his little short shorts, his little satin booty shorts that he's wearing. And uh, he decides to take it out on him. He takes a swing at little Phil Kessel. Little Phil. Never hurt anybody. Just trying to score a goal and some assists. Doesn't even go in the corners. He's not hurting anybody. And I don't, I didn't, Phil Kessel lost his fucking shit. I have a whole newfound respect for that guy. This big dude punched him. So one of the other fucking Maple Leaf guys immediately grabs Scott and Phil Kessel Takes a two-hander, not once, but twice to the back of Scott's leg. Now, I know a lot of you guys go, well, what the fuck? He's tied up with somebody else. That's a cheap shot. Fuck you. All right? When you're two feet taller than a guy, when you have to punch down at the top of somebody's head at that point, you might want to pick a different dance partner, right? But he didn't. So he fucking whacks him twice and then squares off with another guy in the Sabres. 
and actually wins the fight, bloodies the guy up. They stop. And then Kessel, as he's going to skate off the ice, that big dude Scott is still tied up with somebody. He went over and he fucking speared him. Try to take out the guy's spleen. I was like, good for him. There you go. That, that's good, Phil. You don't take no shit off nobody. He went all spider on him. Why don't you go fuck yourself, Tommy? It was great. It was great to see. And um, I think the Leafs, hopefully, I think they're going to be good this year. I like the Leafs. I've always liked them. Um, and speaking of that, oh, yeah, we're going to talk hockey here in September. Um, somebody sent me an, an article uh, that said, um, you know, you know, you always got to have some sort of controversial title just to get people to read it. It says, Montreal Canadiens, the most overrated franchise in NHL history. And they basically touched on some shit that I had brought up. Broughton? That I had brought up, um, you know, through, of course, not reading, just overhearing shit, that saying that, you know, the Canadians dominated a six-team league and that they had first pick at all French-born Canadian players, yada, 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 all of that. This is a really cool article because it actually explains that more and it makes me understand, but makes me understand Montreal and Toronto better. Um, so this is the point the guy's making. I don't, I don't agree with all of this stuff, but it says the original six teams uh, carries an aura with them. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, blah, 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 you know the six teams. All did battle each other. Um, so basically you had a 16.67% chance of winning. So, of course, everybody's going to argue, well, so did the Bruins, so did the Blackhawks, so did the Red Wings, so did everybody else. But here... Here's the thing that's really interesting about this, unless you're not into uh, hockey, then I, I, I don't know what to tell you, is, um, ah, Christ, I don't even have it here. Where the fuck is it? Basically, this, this is how it work, worked. You, you couldn't, like, sign anybody back in the day. So the Canadians did not have first chance at all French-born Canadian players. What they had back there was something, I guess, called a C-form, which if you went out and you scouted people, they had to sign, if they signed it, that was an IOU that they were going to go and play for you. So Montreal was smart enough to go all over Canada and try and sign these people like right before they turned 18 or right as they turned 18. But the big thing was, was you had first chance at all players within basically a 50-mile radius of your city. This is really interesting. I never knew this. You had first chance at that. So... Um, basically why that kind of tipped the scales was Montreal and Toronto had first chance at everybody and basically, you know, Quebec and Ontario where everybody's hockey crazy and comes out of the womb skating. And then you look at like the Bruins and we had first chance at trying to find a rocket Richard in like New Hampshire. Or the, as they say here, the Rangers trying to find the next best goalie in Newark New, or Hoboken, New Jersey. And it's really interesting because what, what he fails to bring up in this article was that Montreal didn't dominate a six-team league. Um, both Montreal and Toronto up until 1967, the year of expansion. At that point, Montreal had 14 cups and, uh, and, and the, the, uh, the Maple Leafs had 13. So the two of them, just by being up in Canada and being around all of that talent and the fact that you only got a 16 fucking league, they, able, they were able to go on a run. But, um, you know, and I wonder if that helped Detroit, too, because Detroit, their 50-mile radius would actually get them into uh, Ontario a little bit. 
where people gave a shit and loved hockey. But it was a really interesting article. And I'm, I'm not here to shit on the Canadians. God knows I do that enough. But that really clarified um, misinformation that I was putting out there that, that I mean, I was, I was looking at, like, everything east of Montreal they owned. You had to go play for the Canadians. And I was like, what the fuck? That'd be like if you had a whole all of New England or whatever to draft for a particular sport or something like that. So my apologies. You won't hear this often to the Montreal Canadiens franchise. I was wrong about that. And now I now understand why Montreal and Toronto were kind of going tit for tat with that 50 mile radius thing was really interesting. But at the end of the day though, that thing that Montreal was going around trying to find all of this talent, they did do the work. So you kind of got to give it up from on, uh, on that level. So there you go. Look at that, apologizing to the Canadians. But I'll have a link to that if you want to read it, if you're a sports nerd like me. Um, it's a great article all the way through. I wouldn't say that Montreal is overrated, but I, I was disappointed that the, uh, that the writer of the article did not bring up the Toronto Maple Leafs and why they were able to kind of go, you know, stride for stride there with the Canadians up till 67. It was basically in the 70s, I think, right? That's when the Canadians, they won six. They also won, they won in 68 and 69. I can't remember now. Yeah, I think they won 68, 69, then Bruins won 70, then Montreal 71, Bruins 72, then Montreal, Flyers, Flyers, and then Montreal for the rest of the decade. That's how it went. All right. Jesus Christ. Is there one woman left listening to this podcast? <laughs> and with that, let's do some advertising. Great timing, Bill. Great timing. I get the fucking calendar out of the way here. Um, either way. Hockey's coming back. I'm really uh, excited about it. Oh, you know, when I was in Pittsburgh, um, what the fuck was I just going to tell you? I, I was hanging out with uh, uh, Randy from DVE and uh, Bill Crawford. And, you know, they know Paul uh, Steigerwald. I hope I'm saying his name right. Steigerwald. I always fuck up the pronunciations of anybody's last name if it has more than two syllables. But it was just so insane. They brought him along. And... Uh, we kind of, you know, talked right after after the show, and I've watched so much Center Rice. Just to hear his voice was insane. <laughs> I just kept saying that to him, going like, "Dude, like this." It would be hilarious. He would start talking to me, just talking about regular stuff. Paul would, and I, I had everything I did could do to not start looking around for the hockey game on TV because I felt like I was listening to like, "Oh, oh shit, there's a hockey game on." I've just, I've, I basically, I've watched a ton of Penguins games is what I'm trying to say. So uh, that was a big thrill getting to hang out with him. But um, anyway, so let's get to the, uh, let's get to the goddamn, uh, where is it here? Let's get to the advertising for this week. All right, everybody. Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club, everyone. There are so many things in this world that irritate me. Having to go to Canada to smoke a Cuban cigar, you know? That really irritates me. Is that the only thing that irritates me? This Oh, this fucking letter somebody wrote me that I'll read later. That also irritates Whatever. You know, there's a lot of things that irritate me. Um, when so many things can irritate you, why add razors to this list? Um, it's time to stop milking your razor blades, everybody. I know with brand name razors, you're used to paying outrageous prices and exhausting those razors until they start to look like a rusty soda can. Um, it's time to move on. Dollar Shave Club delivers amazing quality blades to your door for just a few bucks a month. Month. Never think about it again. They send a pack every month so you can change your blades every week. 
I love these guys, and your face will love them too. Yeah, I don't know why nobody ever came up with this before. These guys, I'm telling you, and their commercials are hilarious. For the one-wipe Charlies, I'm going to put up a link for that. It's hilarious. Now they have these offensive linemen are going to be the spokesman for the one-wipe Charlies, which is so it's so brilliant. Everything that this, this company is doing, uh, from what they're coming up with to, to how they're marketing it, is, it's awesome. It's entertaining. You need it. It fills a void. God bless them. All right, back to the copy. Uh, they've got a new product called One Wipe Charlie's. It's a butt wipe for men, and it's classy. You can put a top hat on and use this, and no one's going to question you. Check out the video for that and sign up for your razors today. Uh, go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash burr. That's dollarshaveclub.com forward slash burr. Or go to billbird.com and click the Dollar Shave Club banner. All right, Hulu Plus, everyone. You probably tried Hulu.com. Now with Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and a selection of acclaimed movies on your television or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. And it all streams in HD for the best, best viewing experience. Uh, with Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite current TV shows like Saturday Night Live, Community, Family, Family Guy, sorry, uh, Breaking Bad, you know, uh, The Walking Dead, the shows that I like where people get killed. Um, you can also check out exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Awesomes, starring SNL's Seth Meyers and Moon Boy, starring Chris, Chris O'Dowd from Bridesmaids. Look at Hulu Plus with the original programming. Hulu Plus also offers a great selection of acclaimed films. For only $7.99 month, a month, you can stream as many shows and movies as you want whenever you want. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus for free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill. That's a special offer for my listeners. All right? Make sure you use HuluPlus.com slash Bill so you get the extended free trial, and they will know that we sent you. Go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill now or click on the Hulu Plus banner on the podcast page at BillBird.com. All right. Continuing on. So this past week, everybody, um, I actually rented a motorcycle and lived to tell about it. Um, I rented during a weekday, right? And I, uh, I just went to a part where I knew there was going to be no cars or anything like that. And there was all these twists and turns and that type of thing. And it was, you know, it's just like, it was fun, man. It was a lot of fun. Scraped the pegs a couple of times, scared the shit out of me. I didn't realize that they give, you know, so you won't fall down. That was definitely sent a jolt through my heart. But um, it was awesome, man. I got to tell you, I really uh, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. It's like I said, I still don't think I'm going to buy a motorcycle or anything like that. I just wanted to remember what I'd learned in, in, the, in the class. So I ride with a buddy of mine who's been riding forever, and everything went great the entire fucking time. I said I did a great job for the amount of time that I've been riding. You know, I drove stick shifts my whole life, so it's the same concept. The hardest thing is you have to switch it, you know, with rather than shifting with your hand, you know, you're doing it with your foot, and rather moving the clutch with your foot, you're doing it with your hand. It's all that type of shit. But that motorcycle safety class that I took, I highly, highly, highly recommend taking one of those because um, they really they, they help you with turns. And I mean, like I – like the shit you have to do on a motorcycle when you go into a turn, it's not like a car. You know, you don't have to worry about a car tipping over. 
and you being launched out of it. Like what you have to do in a car, you'd have to be basically going, I would think, over 35 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour, and then just cut the wheel as hard as you could to the point you were skidding sideways, even just to go on its side. But even then, you're strapped in. You got metal all around you and airbags. Um, so anyways, we rode. I, I made him go down and pick up the bike. I did it as safely as I could possibly do it. And I had the time of my fucking life. So, and I got the confidence that I actually rode the bike back to my house um, before I went to bring it back. And I live, I live on a, uh, I live on a, a hill that's on a turn. So I came down and then I was just like, oh, wait, well, how the fuck do I do this? And I went down and I brought it up. And I'm thinking, like, what do I do with the kickstand? And then I kind of had it at the wrong angle. And I swear to God, I tipped the bike over at zero miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking asshole. Dude, I was riding for three hours around turns, a whole fucking thing, all the way up to fourth gear, downshifting, looking through the turns, the whole fucking thing. Did everything right. And then at zero miles an hour. I just was at the wrong angle where if I put the kickstand down, it was still going to tip over. And then I tried to overcompensate, and the thing just tipped to the point of no return. And you don't really feel the weight of the bike until it gets to that tipping point. I I mean, I didn't slam it down. I just basically dropped it down. It was so fucking embarrassing. And I bent the the front brake. And I put some scratches on the fucking thing. So it ended up being an expensive day. <laughs> fucking asshole. I was so embarrassed. It was a Harley too. So I brought it back down to the place. And they're all, you know, they were like, no, 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 it happens. It happens or whatever. But I just, you know, I could not. If I should have just gone down there a little skirt with what's left of my hair and pigtails. And be like, oh, my God. All I try to do is put the kickstand down. I was really... It's been a while since I've been that fucking embarrassed. Like I was, uh, I felt shame. But other than that, it was a great time. I was Billy Badass for about, uh, I don't know, for a couple hours. And then, uh, I don't know, whatever the biggest pussy word you can come up with that begins with B. Huh? Billy Blueberries? I don't fucking know. Anyways, what, blueberries are bad? Not if you stick them in a pie. I have the urge to make a pumpkin pie this week. I want to practice before the holidays, um, and I want to smoke a fucking turkey this year. I'm throwing fucking down, you know? That's one of the things. When the holidays come around, you got to have something that you make. You know, you got to have your staple. And if you don't, you got to have some sort of hooch that you get from somewhere in the middle of fucking nowhere. That you got to have something special. You just can't be another cunt that puts on some ugly sweater and just shows up and stands there eating everybody else's shit Drinking all their fucking booze, you know. You got to bring something to. You. I think you know what you should you should do. You should have like basically, you should have a pre-Thanksgiving party in the beginning of October, like a preseason game, and then you invite like thirty people over, knowing only twenty-two are going to make the fucking roster on Thanksgiving. <laughs> No, nah, that's not fair. People try out for a team. They know they're trying out for a team. Do that. There you go. Then you fucking wear one of those Bill Belichick cutoff hoodies, and you see what people show up with. Just a suggestion. No big deal. Um, all right, let's continue with the sports. Um, people have been firing off letters to me lately, 
And uh, I never send letters to people. I never do. I never, like, I'll read something and somebody annoys me. And I guess the reason why I don't do it is because I have the outlet of the podcast or doing stand-up. So I never really feel the need, like, you know, I got to, I don't know, send this person, like, a fucking letter or something. But I actually sent a letter, an email. And I'm not going to name the name because I don't, I don't want you guys to, like, I know most of you won't, but some of you will find out who it is and then go, you stupid cunt AIDS. And, you know, the, <laughs> those stupid, you know, write something racist, that, or whatever. I just don't want to be a part of that. But basically, this person was writing an article about this female goaltender, uh, Brianna Scurry. I hope I said her last name right. And, um, you know, it was really just awful story, you know, like she was top of her game, playing for the U.S. ladies soccer team in the late 90s. And uh, she went down to get to, to stop a routine, uh, you know, routine save. One of those ones, I think it's, from the way it was described, it was like kind of rolling fast along the ground. And she dove down to get it, scooped it up and had it. And uh, someone on the other team went to basically try to kick it out of her hand real quick and then try to put it in the goal. But as they were running over to do that, the other player's knee struck this woman, Brianna, right on the side of her head. And, uh, you know, so she kind of gave herself a stand and eight count basically and stood up and continued on like all athletes do. She pushed through the pain. So, unfortunately, after a few minutes, the back of her own player's jerseys, when she was looking at the numbers and the names, started getting blurry, started getting fuzzy. Then she started seeing more than one soccer ball out there, and the team could tell that she was struggling in it. And at the half, they took her out of the game. Sound like a familiar story? She had, she had a brutal concussion and ended her career. And now, you know, she has to stay in, like, you know, a dark apartment. And um, I don't know if she gets the bed spins or gets nauseous, but the usual type of stuff. So I'm reading this thing, and I was like, oh, God, another concussion story. This is I didn't, you know, I haven't heard a lot of soccer players having this happen to them, you know, male or female. Um, so it was really an interesting article. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this person writes, you know, it's one of the myths of the mainstream sports media that concussions belong only to men. Most of them football players. Like, I, I don't even, I can't even wrap my head around that statement. It's like, I, I, let me just, let me just continue reading this. In fact, studies show that women and girls are more likely than men and boys to suffer concussions in sports they both play, such as soccer basketball, and baseball slash softball. And in those cases, they are also more likely to suffer in private, a far cry from the attention NFL players command. Can you fucking believe that? That was one of the most uninformed paragraphs I think I've ever read on... Like After I read that, I was like, I don't think this paper, USA Today, I don't think that they have a sports editor. I don't even know where to begin with that. First of all, to make concussions like a gender issue. Like, I'm not the smartest guy, but don't we both just have brains that sit in fluid <laughs> in your head? A blow to the head is a blow to the head. So I don't know what she's trying to claim. And I, my, one of my favorite statements of all time, studies show, no footnote to the study, Studies show researchers have said um, 
Oh my God! So I actually, I, I, I'm not going to bore you. Uh, maybe I will. You want me to read the letter that I sent her? I, I wrote no disrespect because I wanted her to read, you know, get something to, to call her attention. I basically said to suggest that female athletes are more likely to suffer in private. A far cry from the attention NFL players command when it comes to suffering concussions is astoundingly uninformed. The attention that NFL players command, I kept putting that in quotes. She made them sound like they were divas. Um, The attention NFL players command has everything to do with generations of former NFL players suffering in private after their careers were over. In the last five years alone, three NFL players have committed suicide by single gunshot to the chest in order to preserve their brains so scientists can figure out more about the aftermath of playing professional football. The attention players command today was a result of over two decades of fighting tooth and nail with NFL owners. In the end, the only reason the owners gave in was the irrefutable evidence gained through examination of brains donated by dead NFL players that suffered in private. Uh, Then I brought up the class action suit, blah, 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 blah. Um... Brian Scurry was taken out of that Brian Brianna Scurry, sorry, was taken out of the second half of that soccer game because of all the suffering in private that NFL players have endured, because of the knowledge gained by all of those concussed football players that were told to shake it off and get back in the game. This is a major issue in sport. To see it glossed over and actually turned into some gender issue is incredibly irresponsible. I'm not saying you're a bad person, but to take such a serious subject and not make it inclusive of all human beings and then suggest that one side has it worse than the other sounded more like fodder for the newlywed game rather than a serious medical discussion. See that? I can be eloquent. I don't have to trash people. Well, I can trash them, but I don't have to write uh, all the curse words. You see that? I had a very tuxedo kind of vibe there, didn't I? Unlike this person who wrote to me. Oh, what a segue. Uh, Ginger scumbag. (laughs) Bill, I've been a fan of yours for 15 years. Okay, so you guys got that? This guy has been a fan of mine for 15 years. So for 15 years, this guy has been following me, enjoying things that I'm doing. All right? This guy's locked in for 15 years. The people that work hard every day and spend their hard-earned cash, that's kind of redundant, sir. If you work hard, then you have hard-earned cash, all right? If you got an easy job, you know, then you'd be spending your fucking titty money, right? Bill, just read the fucking email. All right. Just having fun. Bill, I've been a fan of yours for 15 years. The people that work hard every day and spend their hard-earned cash to see you have been really disappointed. This is one of the classic things when people complain. Rather than just complaining for themselves – They act like they're standing in front of like a zillion people and they go, relax, attention, everyone. I will send the email and will convey all of your feelings. Get on with your day. Relax. I will handle it. So evidently he has like, you know, all of these people are disappointed in me. He said the people that follow you and made you who you are. They made me people. I didn't work hard on stand up. I was just standing there and they all said, hey, you, we have decided to make you and who you are. So said it be said. So said it be done. He said, you have made dates all around the country and then canceled them when Hollywood calls you to do a part. That's exactly what happened. I picked up the phone. I said, hello. They said, this is Hollywood here. We're calling you to do a part. See, Uh, the people that go to your shows and made you that made you aren't making a tenth of the money that you make but they pay to see you. Hey, ginger boy. 
Without these fans, your illiterate ass would be working at McDonald's at best. Now, I take offense to that, sir. Okay? Without my fan base, I would not be working at McDonald's, you son of a bitch. I would be unloading trucks in a warehouse. Get it straight. He goes, you're a scumbag, B-A-G-E. You're a scumbage. And I hope every fan realizes what you are and stops going to your shows. I will never listen to your shows or podcasts again and will tell everyone to do the same. You are the typical sellout to Hollywood. Fucking disappointment. I know you won't have the balls to read this on your podcast. Instead, you will read a letter from a 20-year-old guy confused about his girlfriend's sexuality. (laughs) This is the best part here. You're a real cunt. Fuck you and everything you do. (laughs) That's one of the greatest endings. One of the greatest endings to any email I ever got. You're a real cunt. You're the real deal. If you, if you tip over your cunt, you see the stamp of approval from the cunt factory. And then it's just not fuck you. It's fuck you with everything you do. Even when I go to the grocery store, yeah, that too. Fuck you when you're picking out apples. Um, Jesus Christ, sir. You made me? Did I have anything to do? Did I do anything? Did I work? Did I not fucking go on stage and eat my balls learning how to do this? I guess you did. Well, I listen. I just want to thank you for making me. Um, without your hard work of uh, going through, I mean, I can't imagine how many. Uh, I mean, how many people live in this country? I just can't imagine when you're just going through the mug book trying to figure out who you've decided will become a, a professional comedian. That just is, and the fact that you also have a day job during the time where I guess you're grossly underpaid. I mean, that's just incredible to me. Um, Sir, what the fuck do you want from me? Let me ask you this. Okay? If Hollywood called you and asked you to be in a movie, you're going to say no? You're going to say no. All right? And, like, like, you told your mom, hey, listen, Ma, don't worry. I'll, I'll come over and I'll clean up your yard this Saturday. All right? And then all of a sudden, Hollywood comes to call and says, hey, do you want to pretend you're a lot tougher than you are and get into a gunfight and get shot by, I don't know, whoever your favorite actor is? You're going to say, no, I have to go. uh, I got to stick with you've never broken a fucking. You know what? Fuck that. Even like a playoff game comes along. You've never fucking had to change a schedule. Sir, I had to cancel some dates. I didn't cancel them. I rescheduled them. The fuck do you want from me? Do you want me to stay in the strip malls for my entire career telling jokes? I did that. I'm trying to fucking, you know. And all, all, all these movies do is make more people know who I am so more people come out to my shows so I can keep writing more hours and having a good time. All right? I don't even know why I'm talking to you. You said you're never going to listen to my shit again. Right? Are you a man of your word? After you're saying I'm not a man of my word, if you're actually listening to this, then you're a fucking hypocrite. All right? What's the matter? Huh? Jesus Christ. You fucking pissed on your sweatpants this week. I don't know what the fuck that was all about. You didn't even say what what it was. You made dates all around the country and then canceled them. What the fuck are you talking about? I had one tour I had to move around, and I fucking did the first two dates. Then I've made up uh, one, two, 
three since then and added another one that wasn't even on that original tour. So go fuck yourself. All right? All the tickets are honored. And if you can't make that date, you get it refunded. Jesus Christ. You know, that that tour that I was going to do, I was just going to land in Boise, you know, jump on a bus and knock them all out in 10 days. Now, because that whole thing blew up, now I got to get on it. You know, it's like an extra 10 airplane ride. You don't hear me bitching. Do you? You fucking cunt. You're a real cunt. Fuck you and everything you do. That was worth it. That was worth him getting mad. That's fucking tremendous. Sir, you know what? As much as you, you disappointed me, you're a real disappointment. You fucking jerk off. You've liked me for 15 years, one canceled fucking gig, and now, you, now you're saying fuck me and everything I do? I make that pumpkin pie this week. You're saying fuck the pie too? That's a part of it. You're saying fuck America if you're saying fuck punk, pumpkin pie. But I, gotta, I am a real cunt. I, you know, I can't argue that. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know something? Can somebody please put that on a T-shirt? You're a real cunt. Fuck you and everything you do. Just to have that just out there. Just written. That's that's really tremendous. Oh, by the way, if you guys want to read an unbelievable book, I told you I was reading that, uh, that book that uh, Al Jorgensen from Ministry wrote. I just finished it, man. I'm telling you, some of the most insane fucking stories... You're ever going to read. I'll give you one line, one descriptive line from one of the stories was basically. He was talking about like he was basically talking about three of the craziest people he's ever met. And he was talking about this one lunatic guy who met this lunatic chick groupie. And the line was he he brought her into the bathroom, butt fucked her. And then flushed her clothes down the toilet. <laughs> it's the most fucking insane thing I've ever heard in my life. So then she comes walking out of the bathroom. She's like, oh, my God, like, what's with your friend? What am I supposed to wear? So they took a tablecloth off a table and they cut a hole in it and they made a dress out of it. And then tied it off around the middle. And then she was just went on tour with them. Happy as a clam. Um, all right, that's me butchering that story. Just imagine 200 and what was it? 273 pages of that. Phenomenal. Phenomenal fucking read. And it also exposed me to all this amazing music in the 80s that I completely missed on because, you know, I was 12 in 1980. So right around, you know, I don't, you know, you don't listen to good music when you're in your teenage years unless you have really well-informed Older siblings, like the youngest kid in the family usually knows what to listen to. You know, if he has old, you know, brothers who are like eight, nine, 10 or sisters that are old, like eight years older or something can usually hip his friends to, hey, you know, just some of the, sh- the music that ministry was making. Right. And to think that I was arguing with people about whether, uh, you know, Motley Crue was better than Poison, not shitting on those bands, but I'm just saying because I like both those bands for what they are. I like them, you know? I love Motley Crue. And Poison, it took me a while. I mean, they came out with makeup and all the chicks liked them. And, you know, so it's, you, they were easily hateable. So was Bon Jovi and all that. All of them, oh, my God, he's so dreamy, you know? 
oh, those guys fucking suck, right? <laughs> you just start doing that shit. But if you just look at them for what the fuck they were doing, you know, it's all right, right? But anyways, I had no idea. I had no fucking idea. And I still don't. If you guys actually, you know, you know a lot about that type of music or you got some punk bands, because I missed out on all of that shit. And um, I'd really like to go back and listen and work my way through that. Um, the road less traveled of 80s music because I didn't know any better. All right. Okay. Continuing on. What the fuck is this? Oh, this is from last week. And of course, I just reduced the damn thing. And rather than, uh, is that the right word? Reduced it? Are you cooking here, Bill? Um, oh, by the way, All Things Comedy has, uh, was starting to do a monthly show down at Lago, Lago on La Cienega. Um, we have a show um, this Tuesday night, All Things Comedy. Um, the podcast is on the network. Me and Al Madrigal, we're going to be down there knocking out another show. We had a great time. Um, last month's show was one of the best stand-up shows I've been on in a long time, just as far as not only the level of comedy, stand-up comedy, just the diverse, um, the, 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 I don't know, just it was a really great mix of comics that were on that one. So we're hoping we can do it again. And uh, it's also a great, you know, if you see how diverse the comedians are, so are the podcasts on all things comedy. And I really appreciate everybody that's already bought tickets. So come on down. It's going to be 8 o'clock on Tuesday night. All right. Plowing ahead. Plowing ahead. What else do we got here? Oh, you know what fucking bugs me? I went to Toronto again, which is such a great city. They're all Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. I just have a great time when I'm up there. And I can't wait to run through that that country up there in uh march of next year is when we're, we're shooting to uh tour that country but uh every time i go to toronto i always go i gotta go to the elma combo because that's where stevie ray vaughn uh he recorded that uh i guess live at the elma combo and i fucking still didn't get to do it this time just didn't have enough goddamn time it's annoying so anyways let's plow ahead here uh mother Teresa. Is what this next one is called. Bill, you mentioned in your YouTube tour of Boston something to the effect of that someday someone is going to write a tell-all about Mother Teresa. Yeah, I was just joking around. It said someone did. Here's the link. Um, here's a link to the documentary based on the book. Quick summary. She was a cunt. <laughs> Come on. A hundred percent. She wasn't uh, she wasn't helped some people out. Jesus Christ. Well, you know what? If Mother Teresa can be called a cunt, I guess I should take the fact that I'm a real cunt. You're a real cunt. You realize that? Um, all right. College Stadium. Oh, hey, by the way, anybody uh, anybody ever been to Italy? Um, I'm going to go there uh, to get acclimated to the time before I do the European tour. I'm just going to – I just said, fuck it, you know? Why just go over there and bang out a bunch of shows? I never get to see anything um, other than – the backs of comedy clubs. I want to go see some shit. So I've decided that I'm going to go over, you know, a couple, two, three days over in Italy. And uh, I'm leaning towards going to Naples. Anybody, anybody at all. If you've ever been there, can you give me some places to go? I want to go see a fucking opera over there. Get all dressed up, bring a little handkerchief, cry like a little girl, you know, take the whole fucking thing in, have some skeddy. And then I'm off. I'm off on my run. So if you guys have any suggestions, I would really appreciate it. Um, Oh, and speaking of which, there's really just a lot of announcements this week. I uh, had a lot of shit happen. Thank you to uh, whoever brought me the uh, 
Ken Burns, The War on DVD. That was ridiculously generous of you. You did not have to do that. And believe me, I will be uh, watching that once again the second I get through all of Ken Burns's, the rest of them, because I've already seen that one. But I'm de- I definitely want to watch it again because it's like such a history lesson. Just as far as you can just see, oh, first we went here, then we went here. This is where this island is. This is where the Battle of the Bulge was. Really fucking fascinating. So thank you for that. Um, all right, College Stadium. Bill I Am. A group of my buddies and I uh, want to take a trip somewhere random and catch a good college football game. Not necessarily just the game of the team, but also a great stadium. We're all in our mid-20s and live in Florida. Been to plenty of Gators and Seminoles games. I was going to say, Jesus Christ, well, you don't have to travel. You got it right there. Uh, which college, college stadium would you suggest we make our trip to? Somewhere that serves beer during the game would be a plus, but not a requirement. Um, I don't know about, I don't know that the NCAA, any of the, the college stadiums serve beer. Um, I never noticed that they didn't at the Rose Bowl because I was so fucking shit-faced that I didn't need any more alcohol. So I never, I'm usually trying to buy something to absorb all the booze that I've ingested. <laughs> um, but um, I don't th- think that you can that's what my friends have been telling me we were just in college station and, and um they didn't sell it there they didn't sell it at the lsu game so anyways in other words what's the best college stadium atmosphere that you've been to that you would recommend visiting i uh, love the podcast blah 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 go fuck yourself okay um yeah i like that you phrased it that way because i'm only going by what i've done um i gotta tell you lsu alabama in baton rouge was uh, even if you, you're not a fan of the sport, you realize that you're at something legendary and special. Just SEC football in general, like the level that's being played at, they're in a, another golden age of that conference. And, I, and I'm blown away by how well-behaved and polite the fans are. Because, you know, the stereotype of Southerners, you know, walking around, oh, what are you doing over here, boy? Get out. We don't walk your cat around here. Anyway, you know, it's nothing like that. It's nothing. Most of that shit is just from watching Mississippi burning and Hollywood's version. I'm not saying that those guys don't exist. All right. It's kind of like that Ray Donovan character. Like that character is supposed to represent like, like everybody on the East Coast, basically the Northeast, that that's how people are. You know, you come, you come near my family again and I'll fucking kill you. You know, that bullshit all the time. And like like everybody down south is fucking playing a washboard. It's not like that all at all. I thought that they were, uh, you know, they throw down the level. With, even College Station, they were amazing. Um, this is what I would do. I would pick, if you're a fan of any other team, going to a home game against one of their big rivals is awesome. It's, it's, it's fun to go to a game where you actually give a shit about the team. Um, so you kind of have a dog in the fight, or if you're going to go, uh, uh, go see someone really special, you know, like some once in a generation kind of player, like Johnny football comes around, like, you know, that, that guy's going to be a legend, regardless of what he does in the football, uh, NFL, whether he makes it or not, that's to be able to say, like, I saw that guy in his sophomore year play against Alabama and, uh, in a 49, 42 game. That's pretty cool. So if I was you. Just looking at saving money and that type of shit. You really don't need to go anywhere. You're down there in SEC country anyways. I would go see 
Alabama. I go to the Alabama Auburn game, even though Auburn's not, not as good as they were uh, with Cam Newton. I go to one of those ones. For some reason, the Florida Georgia game in Jacksonville does not interest me because that it's an away game for everybody because they were worried about the behavior of people. I want to see their behavior. I like when there's one team going into a hostile, uh, hostile environment. So, you know, like I saw Texas, Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl, and that was awesome, and it was a great legendary stadium to go to. But there was definitely something missing. There was no, you know, you're in our house now. Vibe was not there. Um, so, I don't know. Jesus, am I fucking meandering this week or what? So I, if I was you, I would either go to Tuscaloosa, I'd go to Baton Rouge. Um, Tennessee, for some reason, looks fucking insane to me. Tennessee, I think, would be insane just because that's in just Knoxville is just the middle of fucking nowhere, and there's nothing else to do but to go absolutely ape shit at a Tennessee Volunteers game and just watch them throwing down. I'm telling you, half the fucking show is being outside the stadium and watching how hardcore these people party um, or and cook and all that. I mean, they don't get drunk and belligerent. Like, uh, at least I haven't seen that yet. Now, there's probably a lot of people rolling their fucking eyes, but. Uh, you know, it seems like the violent fans are on the coast. I don't know. Like, if you're going to get stomped or fucking stabbed or shot, <laughs> especially out here in California. Um, I don't know. And if you mosey on up to somebody's smoker, all you do is throw them a couple of compliments. Next thing you know, you got something smoked sitting on a plate. They'll fucking hook you up. They're, they're great. They're great people. South get The South gets such a bad fucking reputation. And I know there's the racism and there's all that fucking shit. But unfortunately, that racism is everywhere, at least as far as my travels. So uh, at the end of the day, those fuckers cook better than they do in the, up north at a football game anyways. So there you go. There's my long-winded fucking answer. All right. Hey, Billy Betts, a couple weeks ago you said you don't want to see the Coliseum because it's too touristy. I implore you to change your mind. Oh, here it is. Uh, you yourself, you owe, you owe yourself, you left out the O, what, you, you, you yourself love to go to different arenas and stadiums in America. If I remember correctly, you said you wanted to go to every major sporting arena in the U, U.S. Yeah, I know this argument. I know what you mean. As well as major college stadiums. The Coliseum is one of the oldest stadiums in the world and the most famous in history, in the history of the world. 50,000 people could sit in it. It had a retractable roof, giant pieces of fabric that were controlled by men to block the sun out. Jesus Christ. All right, I'm sold. I'm going. And some historical texts claim that it was even filled with water and naval battles were reenacted for the public. Jesus Christ. You know what? Was, was that the greatest empire of all time? Wow, they put the gluttony. Even, in, even you know, I can only speak for my country, but even like the level of big gulps and how fat people are now. Even with that, we don't have puking rooms here. Like they had rooms, the Romans had rooms just for like after you've gorged yourself where you just went in and yacked, you know? And can you imagine the poor conquered people that had to clean that fucking thing out every couple of hours? <laughs> An unair conditioned puke room. Wow. Jesus Christ. I'd fight a line in a second not to fucking have to do that. Just get it over with. Um, he said, yes, it is very 
a very touristy place to go, but it is the most famous arena in the history of the world. It was built nearly 2,000 years ago and still stands today. I guarantee you that eyesore in Dallas won't be standing in 2,000 years. P.S. My girlfriend watched your episode of New Girl and said it was the first time she ever saw you not yelling. <laughs> Jesus, I'm getting pounded this week, but I can't, I can't argue any of it. I am a real cunt, and I do scream a lot. Um, all right, well, maybe, maybe I, I'll, I'll do that. Like, look, I have, I have plans of, uh, for the rest of my stand-up career of, of continuing to expand my tours through, your, through Europe and uh, wherever else they'll have me, Australia. And, and I want to see it, man. I'm only here once. I want to see it. And uh, Italy, I don't plan on just going to one time. Like, there's all these different – through all these years of watching uh, Mario Batali um, – who gets my vote is the coolest fucking redhead on TV. All right. Um, just his knowledge and passion for uh, that country and their food and all the different places to go. Um, he's made me want to go to so many different parts of Italy. So I'm just starting with this one. I guess I should start with Rome, but it just seemed hacky to go there. So uh, I don't know. I mean, the game plan always was to, Tour, make a little bit of money in Europe and then blow all of it in some awesome country. So that's basically it. I probably won't be making that much money in Europe because people don't really know me. And uh, But, you know, how much does spaghetti cost? <laughs> all right. How about a little advertising here? All right. E-voice, everyone. If you're an entrepreneur and a customer calls... Do you want it to seem like you're in a high-rise, window-view, fancy-pants office? Or do you want them to know that you're just sitting there in your underwear in a one-bedroom apartment, you know, all sweaty on a futon? That's not good for business. What do you do? If you can't afford the high-rise, go to eVoice. With eVoice, you can create the appearance of an entire building. Sales, customer support, tech support, you name it, it's going to seem like you got it. Give your customers the royal treatment with eVoice. Evoice will forward your business calls to your home, mobile, or any number you choose, wherever you are. Evoice will find you. Don't have time to take a call? No biggie. It's routed, as an e- uh, it's routed to, to your voicemail, and you can read it at your convenience as an email. Evoice not only gives you an edge over your competition, it will take away the edge the big companies have over you right now. And now, you can try Evoice for free for 30 days. Go to evoice.com or just go to the podcast page at billbird.com and click on the Evoice banner. That's Evoice, everybody. And finally, LegalZoom. A lot of pride comes along with starting your dream business, doesn't it? Heart swells up, little tear in your eye. You push it back down because you're a man. You're not allowed to cry. And if you're a woman, you feel like you're competing against men, right? So you got to push it down. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. But anyways, either way, this works for both people, both sexes, male, female, hermaphrodite, legal zoom, everyone. Uh, let's get back to the copy, shall we? But think about the stress you'll feel if you don't take the right steps to legally protect your business and personal assets from the beginning. That's why I, me, Billy Redface, recommend LegalZoom.com. During the past 12 years, over a million business owners have trusted LegalZoom to help start their own businesses. LegalZoom will save you a lot of time and a pile of money on startup costs. Plus, they'll provide solutions to help you run a successful business. LegalZoom can provide self-help services at your specific direction or connect you with an attorney, but they are not a law firm. 
Just go to LegalZoom.com today to see what's right for you. Form an LLC, get a DBA, incorporate, or form a nonprofit, all starting at just $99. Plus, you'll save even more when you enter Burr, B-U-R-R, in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com, promo code Burr. One more time, LegalZoom.com, promo code Burr. There we go. Bill, here is a dilemma. You're hanging out at your house wanting a snack. Your lady says she's going to bake you some cookies. What a sweetheart. Absolutely. What a champ. Um, She brings the cookies out, and to your surprise, they are dick-shaped cookies. Think bachelorette party, complete with sprinkles for pubes, etc. You're hungry, and the cookies are sure to be tasty, but they are shaped like dicks. Do you eat all the cookies? Thanks and go fuck yourself. Uh, You know what we have here, sir? That right there is a classic example of some cold lotion. That right there is some fucking cold lotion. You said you're hungry, you want a snack, and your woman goes, oh, go make you some cookies. You're like, holy shit. I finally found a woman that still cooks. It doesn't feel like uh, you're taking away her right to vote if she goes out and does that for you. Phenomenal. She brings the cookies in, you're all excited, and you look down, and you got a bowl of cocks. Um, Do you eat the cookies? Um, Well, do you plan to run for office someday, sir? If you do, well, that probably wouldn't work. I would say you should take a picture of yourself eating the bowl of, of dicks. That way, no one could ever say that you're homophobic. But somebody could run a smear campaign and say that your marriage was a sham. And just have you, you know, and they pick the worst picture, you with your eyes half closed and the most enjoyable ecstasy look on your face, sugar rush as you're sticking a dick in your mouth. I don't know. That could go either way. Do you eat the cookies? Um, hey, listen, man. A fucking cookie's a cookie. I'd eat them if they tasted good. Um, hey, when those things get stale, does that mean they're kind of, that they get like erect? Sorry. It was a stupid dick joke. Um, do you eat the cookies? I don't know about, you know what? I'd have to know what your, if your girlfriend did that to be fucking hilarious, like, Hey, you want some cookies? And then comes out with a bowl of dicks, dick cookies. That's fucking hilarious. At which point I'd eat all of them. But, uh, yeah, there's no way she wasn't trying to be funny. You know what? You should laugh and you should eat them with a big glass of milk, which, uh, metaphorically is jizz color. <laughs> If you get like the 0% fat, you should just go all out with it. Ah, that's fucking gross. I never like sex jokes with food. Isn't that disgusting? Did I gross you out? I apologize. I apologize to you on this wonderful Monday. Hey, by the way, everybody, I bet you're sitting there going like, you know, fuck my life. I want to know what Bill's doing this weekend. I know you're not, but let's just, just appease my ego. Appease the ego of a real cunt here. Um, I'm going to be at the Chicago, the legendary Chicago Theater. This uh, this Saturday night for not one, but two shows. Who am I bringing along? None other than Master Chef slash Rose Bowl tailgate legend Jason Lawhead, whose Cleveland Browns won this week. All right. So check out Lawhead Court, Lawhead's Court, his uh, his podcast. Um, You'll get to hear something that you haven't heard in a long time, which is probably a happy Cleveland Browns fan. Um, I am a closet Cleveland Browns fan because I think they have one of the best fucking uniforms in the league. And uh, 
and they were great when I was a kid in the 80s. I love those Browns teams, that fucking municipal stadium. Just that it just was on NFL films, municipal stadium when it was overcast and it was cold and it maybe snowed a little bit. And now the field was muddy. They just would. It was one of the last great football stadiums out there, even though I know it was built for baseball. It was probably a terrible place to see a game in a lot of ways. Um, I was a fan of Brian Sipe and the Cardiac Kids and all of that shit. So I always root for those fuckers. Um, so anyways, yeah, I'll be at the uh, the Chicago Theater. Unfortunately, I'm coming in and coming right back out, flying in the day of and then leaving. I wanted to try and maybe take in. I think Northwestern's at home. I know Notre Dame is at home. I was going to try to drive over there, but I think it's too long a fucking drive. But uh, anyways, if you guys have any suggestions on a great place to eat, I don't want to get deep dish pizza. Um I don't want to do that. How about more like a steak place? That deep dish pizza, man. Like you always order one. You're like, I got this. I got this. And it, it becomes like a man versus food moment. Um, it is it is delicious. You know what? Fuck it. How about a steak place and a good place to get a deep dish pizza? You know what you guys should do? You guys should try to see how fucking fat you can make me just subtly. Just all get together like that guy suggested. Like you're all in communication with each other. You know, and now that I've canceled those dates, why don't you guys try to get together and try to decide to make me a fat, freckled fuck? Um, all right. Hater. All right. Billy Titrag. <laughs> I don't even know what it – what is a titrag? Is that a worn-out bra? Um, I, I need some advice on a hater. All right. I'm 20 years old. Hey, that guy called it. That, that guy who called me a, a ginger scumbag, he called it. That's At least he called the age that somebody 20 years old was going to write it. I'm 20 years old and I've been pretty shy and self-conscious for my entire life until recently. That's understandable, sir. I was uh, well within the tortoise shell until I was 23. Um, he says, I've started to just say, fuck it. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. That's a great thing. Good for you. He said, and it feels great, but it's hard, though. Uh, I'm no expert. I got a lot I've got a lot more confidence and now I've I ha I now have one of my first haters. Well that's good. You know what most people hate? Most people hate watching somebody enjoy themselves or be successful. So he must either he knew you or she knew you before when you were shy and now is seeing you starting to come out, coming to your own, and it's making that person feel left behind, or uh, they're just straight across the board. Anybody having a good time and enjoying themselves, they try to knock them down. Um, anyways, he says, this kid goes to my college of 600 people. We go out as a big group most nights and he's always there. Once in a while, he'll throw a comment my way and I just ignore it. Um, last night I was talking to a girl and he comes up behind and puts my hood over my head. I turned around and stared at him for 10 seconds and he just looked away. This kid's pathetic. I've just been ignoring him and trying not to give a fuck. That doesn't work with bullying, sir. That doesn't. Um, he says, I definitely don't want to fight the kid and ruin my reputation, but I also don't want to look like a little bitch. I figured you might know what to say, seeing that you deal with hecklers all the time. Thanks. Um, first of all, hey, you don't have to hang out with this kid. Um, you know, this. unfortunately, this is not the first one of these kinds of people that's going to be in your life. You have to... Um, you got to pay attention, especially when you're younger, because you're kind of wide open. 
because you just, you know, you're just out of your parents' house. And you're starting to learn shit on your own. And a lot of times, if you came from a dysfunctional f- home, you'll actually surround yourself with the same kind of cunts. The exact cunts we, when you yelled at your parents, I'm out of here. You're never going to see me again. Fuck this. And you walk out, you actually end up rebuilding that exact same structure. Now, that's not my, that's obviously, I've heard that, you know, from people who are intelligent. And I actually went out and did that. So what you have to do, you got to cut the cancer out. All right. You don't need to be around this guy. You're having a good time. You're coming into your own. You're talking to the ladies. You're having a good time. So, uh, no, if he does something like that to you again, yeah, you got you, you have to at some point. You got to step to the kid and just be like, dude, is there some sort of a problem here? You know? And considering you just stared at him and he looked away, I, I pretty much think he's going to back down. But, uh, you know, if you got to do what you got to do, if you got to have a fight, you got to have a fight. It's not a bad thing, you know? Just nowadays with lawsuits and all these YouTube videos and shit, kids used to settle shit amongst themselves. So uh, you might have to do that. I hope you don't. Um, but yeah, I, I I would not ignore him. I would not ignore him. I would, uh, you know, if you don't want to go the physical route, I would just pick out something um, that looks bad on him physically and I would bring that up. I would go I would go right for the fucking jugular uh, with that kid. There's a zillion different ways to do it, and I'm afraid to tell you which way to do it because if it goes wrong, then, you know, the way everybody gets sued nowadays, just know I'm a fucking moron. But um, I do know that if you're going to keep running into the same person and they're, they're, they're overstepping a boundary with you, ignoring them does not make them go away. You know, like that shit they say if you run into a black bear. Just stand still and ignore it. It'll go away. They, they don't. Okay, so you have to uh, you got to address it. He could say anything, anything to him, whatever his name is. Hey, what's up? You're going to be in a cunty mood again this night. You know. Can you do me a favor? Maybe rub one out before you come over here with your frustrated fucking energy. Something like that. I don't know. Except don't start it when you say energy, energy. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you know how to fight. If you know how to fight, uh, you know, I'm not saying to do it, but uh there is a reason God allowed you to ball up your fist. <laughs> hey, if God didn't want us to punch anybody in the face, would he have blessed us with fists? Isn't that an amazing thing about your hand? How it can caress somebody or fucking choke them to death? Just the options. That's why I don't think he's, he, he's going to judge you. You can fucking really do whatever you want. You know? You're going to fucking just give people the, the – the, the I've been doing a bit about this. How you, you're going to give people freedom of choice, and then you're going to get upset when they make the wrong choices. You're going to make them flawed, and then you're going to get mad? I don't understand that. I really don't. All right. Anyways, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. I hope you had a good time. Uh, just to let you know, this week, once again, I'm going to be in the Chicago Theater, and then I have uh, after that – and I, could, I can tell you one guy who's not going to be there – that guy from earlier uh, in the, this week. I lost one, everybody. He's not even listening to this right now. Um, anyways, you know what? I should get the email of the guy from the past week. He got all pissed off about the El Paso one. I got to get that from my guy. Uh, helps me with all this shit. I should let him know that it's been rescheduled and that he can get his money back and all that. I still feel bad that he drove four hours. I knew that was going to fucking happen. Anyways, here we go. Um... 
October 3rd, I'm going to be oh, October 2nd. The rescheduled show in El Paso is going down. It's going down. All right. And I will try to do something extra special to make up for the fact that all these people drove out there and then it fucking rained, which was beyond my control. And, uh, you know, it's fucked up. I had such a good time driving from El Paso to uh, San Antonio that I think I'm actually going to drive from L.A. to El Paso. It's a 12-hour drive, which is, uh, that's nothing. That's nothing to, uh, I've been doing the road for a long time. I already know how I'm going to break it up. Break it up. See, break it up. Uh, All right. October 3rd, I'll be at the uh, San Jose Center for the Performing Arts. October 4th, Paramount Theater in Seattle, Washington. We are the loudest. Um... October 5th, I'll be at the Celebrity Theater in Phoenix, Arizona. That is in the round. All of those are going to be uh, just amazing venues and just really going to be fun shows. I got all this new shit that I, I, I've been working on. A bunch of stuff is coming together. I'm excited to be doing my act, so I'm thrilled that you guys are coming out, um, despite the fact that I'm a real cunt. All right? There you go. And that's the podcast. Here's the wrap-up, everybody. Now that the show is over... Do me a favor. Uh, don't forget to go to uh, my podcast page. And if you're going to go to Amazon and buy something, if you'd like to help out this podcast and the Wood Warriors Project, just click on the Amazon banner. It doesn't cost you any extra money. They kicked me a little uh, little uh, thanks a lot, little how's your father there. And uh, then I kicked part of that over to the Wounded Warriors Project. Everybody fucking wins. Um, and that's it. And the rumor has it that the podcast T-shirts are done and that I'm going to be picking them up this week. So get ready for those for next week. And lastly, but not leastly, not leastly, don't forget to sign up for your free trial of Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of tit shows anytime, anywhere, TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. It's, uh, it's awesome, man. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to the podcast page at BillBird.com and click on the Hulu Plus banner or go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill. That's HuluPlus.com slash Bill. Once again, thank you to everybody listening to this podcast. Have a great week. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next Monday.